Well, isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Y'all sound better than that, I know. I don't know. I'd rather be here than the hospital. I'd rather be here than the jailhouse. I'd rather be here than a deacon's meeting. I wonder if I can get amen right there without getting into too much trouble. If you have your Bibles this morning, it's a blessing to be with you guys. Be turning over to Hebrews chapter number 12. Hebrews chapter number 12. I was thinking this morning, I tell you how long I've known Brother Tracy and Sister Breezy. I, I knew Brother Tracy when he was lost. I like him better saved. You'll like him better saved. He was always looking for a fight when he was his lost fella. Let me tell you how long I've known Breezy. I knew her when her name was just Wendy. (laughs) I think you invented that, didn't you? The Breezy. Her daddy, okay. We'll blame Daryl for that. Um, The Bible speaks one time, so I feel like if the Bible does this, I can do this, but the Bible speaks one time of an allegory. That's kind of a fancy word, isn't it? But it's in the Bible. And it basically is talking about an allegory between uh, Sarah and, or Abraham and Sarah. And then, of course, it gives the illustration of Hagar, how she came in, and how they had a child who's Ishmael, which if you carry that far enough out, you'll see why the trouble's still going on today. Different story. We're not preaching that today. But he says about the bond woman and the free woman. So that's an allegory. It's kind of an illustration of one thing to better understand something else. Does that make good sense? Now that being said, today, if God being my helper, I'm going to give you an allegory. And I'll go ahead and tell you real quick, it's a natural, secular allegory that I'm going to give you some examples of that I went through about a particular situation. And if you'll hang around, just give me a little bit of time I'm going to turn around on you and make you mad at me, all right? No, I'm going to kind of turn it back on us and realize what we do sometimes. Now, can I go ahead and make an announcement? I don't think I need to, but Brother Dickens is not perfect. Come on, I want to get a bunch of amens right there. Brother Dickens is not perfect. He's far from it. But I'll tell you one that lives in my heart who is perfect. I'm going to heaven not on my righteousness, but on his righteousness. My favorite subject in the world to preach on is is simply imputation, and I'm not going to get into that too much, but simply this, that God uh, has allowed three particular situations where he imputed something into something else. Number one is this, we all received the imputation of Adam's sin. Every one of us, you were born with that sin nature. Not only that, when we see that Christ came, he came and took our sins. Our sins were imputed in him. The first one made me mad. The second one made me sad. But the third one makes me glad. His righteousness has been imputed in me. I wish somebody would say amen right there because we had the righteousness of God. You can have it like this. This was my righteousness and it was 
filthy on the outside it said Brother Michael Dickens. On the outside it looked good, but on the inside it was nasty and filthy. But I'm so thankful that he pulled mine out and he put his in. Now when I carry it, I'm glad I have the righteousness of God. Is anybody in this house today? Amen. Aren't you glad of the righteousness of God? I might have just go preach on that. Well, but it's good, isn't it? That's why that's my favorite subject. Who turned my page? It was you. I was noticing some of these beards going on back here. I thought, well, I've seen their face without it, and they look better with it. Amen. They really do. I love you, fellas. If you have your Bibles, Hebrews chapter number 12. Yeah, I won't look on this side, will I? Hebrews chapter number 12. And if you're willing and able, please stand and give reverence to God's word while we read this. Just going to read a couple of verses, but my main text, or my main thought today, God being my helper. And I'll go ahead and let you in on some news. If God doesn't help me here today, there will be no preaching. But I like when he shows up. And when he shows up, I just let him take over. And when he takes over, I can promise you, we all can say, including Brother Dickens, it was good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Y'all want that to happen today. Let's pray. Let's pray. Listen to what he says here. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 1. He says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. And I know you know this. But he's talking about the chapter before. Chapter number 11, the, the hall of faith, if you'd have it that way, he has proclaimed how this one made it, how this one made it, how this one made it. Every one of them was by faith. Somebody said, what do I need more of? Faith. That's what we need. That's what we need. But he says, we're laying down. he says, because of this, and listen to this phrase right here. He says, let us lay aside every weight. Now that's what we want to kind of get into in just a minute. But let's finish reading this. And the sin. Now, guys, I want to just tell you something real quick. And I want you to listen very close to what I'm about to tell you. There was a time in my life where I allowed alcohol to come into my life. It was just a very little brief period of time, but it got in there and it took a hold of me. Is everybody listening? Offer me a beer today. There ain't nothing that even bothers me about that. Offer me a shot of liquor. Nothing interests me at all about that because that's far gone. So when the preacher preaches about drinking, I go, Amen. I'm going to really get in trouble here. Put some cigarettes in front of me. It won't do me any good. It won't attempt me at all. So the preacher gets on cigarettes. Amen! But then when he gets over on my subject, when he starts getting over on my subject, then all of a sudden I begin to think, hold on, brother. You've kind of gone the wrong direction. But right here he says, the sin. Now can I just make an announcement here? What my sin is that bothers me may not be what your sin is, but they're all sins. 
Every one of them. And I'll go ahead and let you in on another secret. Mine's not better than yours. Mine's not cleaner than yours. God hates sin, period, period, period. Lay aside every sin, uh, weight, and the sin which does so easily beset us. The one that bothers me. I'm going to be very careful about calling sin out today, and I know I've already called to, and I apologize. But I don't want to be so much on sin because I don't want you to think I'm just preaching on this one or that one. Because sin's got a very broad uh, 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 book that's got plenty of definitions. So what we're saying is this, and do this, let's lay aside, what is the purpose? And let us run with patience. Listen to this, the race that is set before us. Now, I know you know this, y'all are smart people, you got Brother Tracy, good preacher. He's been telling you for a long time, and he'll probably continue to tell you that we can't make it by ourselves. So what does verse number two tell us? He says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and sat down on the, and sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. Father, thank you for the good spirit we already feel. Thank you for the spirit we felt through the singing. Thank you, God, for the privilege of being here. But God, I want you to show up, show out, and just help us for just a little bit. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Is there anybody, and I, I don't mean this in a bad way, so don't be, don't be afraid to raise your hand. Has anybody ever been to Alcoholics Anonymous or been through the program? I think there's 12 steps or something like that. Am I right? Well, y'all don't know, so whatever I say will be right. <laughs> but the only experience I've ever had of it, Brother Darrell, is what I see on television. Right, and on television, what they do is they have a little testimony meeting and, if, and listen here, I say this, I, I understand about, they say, a higher power, and, you know, I, I'd like to say, why don't we just say it, God? I get that, so we can knock it, but I, I'm just simply saying this, they are trying to get help, and I, that's the good part about it. Now, how many of them fail? I don't know. But if I understand right, they stand up and they say something like this, hello, my name is Michael Dickens, and I am an alcoholic. Because the way they say it is they feel like it's always going to be there. Does that make sense? And there may always be that temptation of them going back into that lifestyle. Am I making sense? So today I'm standing before you not as an alcoholic, but I'm going to say, hello, my name is Michael Dickens, and I am a hoarder. Now, I've been through some steps, so I'm getting better. And no, it's not stacked up like it once was because I've finally been recovering. But there's always a taste in the back of my mind. Why don't we just keep that? So I am a hoarder. So several years ago, I began to look at my basements in my house. And I began to look at my garage. This is an allegory, Brother Tracy. So give me just a minute. Yeah, right. 
So this, this, this allegory is, I looked at my basement and there was one of these. Do you know where that's at? Yeah, I know about where it's at. Here it is. I look in my garage, two-car garage. We shouldn't have called it a two-car garage. Only one car could pull in. Can I get a help a little bit? Apparently, we don't have any hoarders in the congregation. So I had this great, bright idea, Brother Tracy. I, I went by the place up there that says, we store your stuff. We store your stuff. Amen. I went by there and they sat down and we talked about it and we talked about what size. And no, I didn't get the smallest. Uh-oh. Somebody say amen. amen. Yeah. But I'm going to brag a little bit today. I didn't get the biggest one either. Yeah. But I got a good size one. <laughs> and listen, let me tell you what I'm talking about. My kids at this time, Jackie may can remember, but I want to say they were at least in their teens. And the thing about it is this, I had stuff that that when they were babies. I don't know if I was looking for grandkids or what. I just know this, I kept it. And I stored it away. So I thought I had this great idea. Let's carry to this place. And so I went to the place, and they said, okay. And I, I want to remember, but I think it was like $79 a month. Wow. Come on. Yeah. Okay. I paid my little allotment. I got my truck out and I made several trips and I filled that dude up. If I was going to pay for it, I was going to fill her up. Is there anybody listening to me today? I must be by myself today. So Brother Darrell, what I said to myself was this. I thought, well, that's not a big deal. I even talked Sister Dickens into it. But the only way I could talk her into it was like this. I said, we'll have more room. She liked that part. I cleared things out. Next thing you know, we had a two-car garage. I won't say we had a full basement, but we had a good basement. Anybody following what I'm saying? And the thing about it is I carried it all there and I stacked it up. I mean, I guarantee you, when we closed the door, we were still pushing stuff in. Are y'all with me on this? We were still shoving it in, pulling it down like this. Are y'all with me? Then all of a sudden, and I I know what they were doing. They were good business people. They knew people like me would fill her up. So about two months down the road, I got a little notice. Uh We're about to increase this thing. About two months later, 
About two months later, if you run a storage place, do not meet me after church and tell me that you run one. I'll have better feelings about you if I don't know that. I'm saved, but God's still working on me. Amen. Now, folks, I'm not trying to be mean, but they knew they had me because my wife was smiling at the house because the place was cleared out. We had a two-car garage, but all of a sudden, that bill's going up, and every time they went up on it, it made me mad. Yeah. Yeah. It made me mad. It made me mad. It made me mad. It made me mad. Finally, one day I said to myself, I looked at that dude and I said, that's it. We're going to clear it out. I hope y'all are following me on this allegory. So the first thing I had to do was realize at home I need to make room for what was there. But here's the thing I want you guys to really get. The truth of the matter is 75% of what was in there that I was paying for, we didn't even need. And I don't know that I would even say we even wanted it. But the truth of the matter is I was paying every month and you know what? They sent me a little notice one time says, if you don't pay, we'll just take it, I'll cut the block, we'll pull it out, and we'll throw it away. That probably would have been the best thing that ever happened yeah. to me. Somebody say amen. So I said, Brother Dickens, I'm not seeing anything spiritual in this. Hold on. <laughs> they come out with a song a good many years ago. You know, I used to say, I'm telling you how old I'm getting. Songs that were written in my lifetime, I used to say they're new songs. (laughs) They're not new anymore. But back in about the 70s and 80s, the cathedral come out with a song that said this, sin will carry you farther than you want to go. Slowly but wholly, take in control. Sin will cost you far more far more than you want to pay. Sin will keep you longer than you want to stay. These sin. Now, do you know what I did? I'm going to tell you, well, let's just go ahead and get, let's, let's jump in the middle of it and then we'll back away for just a second. I want to give y'all a little bit of relief. But you know what I realized? I was paying for stuff that didn't really even matter to me. I was paying for stuff that really we should have either given away, I'll say sold, some of it wasn't even worth selling. But I kept holding on to it because I found it precious and dear to me. 
Now you know what I found in my many years of being a church member and being in church, pastoring, being around Christians, I've learned one thing. There's a lot of us that carry a lot of baggage. Now listen here. I'm not talking about a testimony. That where he brought you out of, you ought to be just as proud of that as you ever have been. But there's some stuff you had back then that God wanted you to get rid of, but you just held on to it and you said, I'll just pay the fee. Can I tell you guys something? You may hide your sins away from the church, but you're still paying the monthly payment wherever you got it at, amen. It's still there. And they'll send you a bill to prove it, amen. Am I making any sense? So we're paying this bill for things that really don't mean that much to us. Now we say we got sentimental value to it. I'm really gonna get in trouble right here. Some of your sentimental friends should have been long gone. Now folks, I'm not talking about not being a witness. I'm not talking about not being a liar. That's not what I'm talking about. Can I tell you a little quick story? When I first, let me tell you something. I drank more alcohol before I was legal than I ever did after it was legal. I'm honest. I had somebody who bought it for me. I got it, and I had the connections I needed, and I, every weekend we had it. And, and let me tell you, so, so here I got that. When I finally got my life right with God, the boys said, hey, we're going out to Six Flags. We're going out to Six Flags. Now, Brother Tracy, I, I want to be careful right here because I'm honest. I, I, most of the time, this don't work out like it did here with most people. So there's got to be some strength there. Got to be some strength. So I'm warning you, young folks. But, but what, is, what happened was they said, we're going to go out to Six Flags. I said, what day are you going? I'll, I'll go. I like my buddies. And they said, well, here's what we plan to do. We're going to get a case of beer. And there'll be six for Bill, six for Neil, six for Mark. And then just in case you want some, there'll be six for you. So the first thing I told them real quickly was two things. I said, number one, you might as well not buy that last six pack. They didn't listen to that. But I did say, well, if you fellas are going to be drinking, I'll drive. Now here's the thing. We got driving down the road. They started opening them up. They tried to push one up in my face. I said, I've already told you guys, I don't want to drink. I soured that thing so much, there was 50, 80% of it left when we got there than they'd been drunk because they felt ashamed to drink in front of me, I guess. But folks, I'm saying be careful about that because you can be influenced too easily. Somebody say amen to that. I said, I don't want any part of that. 
So old friends, most of the time, you don't have to do anything but just let your light shine. And they'll quit showing up on the door. They'll quit showing up. But what I want to tell you is this, every one of you, either you have it in your life right now or you've had it in your life, but you've got something that you're holding on to. And it's a weight to you right now. And because of that, you cannot get where you need to be with Jesus Christ and in fellowship with Jesus Christ. Is anybody listening? Every one of us has something. And like I said, I'm not going to start calling out sin because I want you to know your sin, your weight is just as bad as my weight. Amen, amen, amen. Bottom line is this, we're paying for it. And the thing about it is this, the devil's making a good amount of money on it, so to speak. So says that we don't pay him money. Are you listening? We pay him something more valuable than money. And that's good sweet time with the sweet Savior. That's good fellowship with Jesus Christ. That's good fellowship with your brothers and sisters. You know, you can almost tell when somebody's getting kind of out, they don't want to hang around church folks. Amen. That's when you need to surround them, love on them, encourage them, do everything you can. Okay. Are y'all okay? This is a true story. I'm not making this up, Brother Tracy. I cleared that dude out. I cleaned it out. Man, it was clear. I was ready to say no more payments. And then my daughter inherited a dining room suit. Now, she didn't have the money. She was in college. She didn't have the space the, the, where she was staying at up at Truett McConnell. She had no space. She had no room. So dad <laughs> said, okay, Amen. we'll keep the, the storage unit. Y'all still like me. The problem is with sin, sometimes we cover for our children. Has anybody got a gun back there? I believe I'm going to preach back here for the rest of the sermon. Are y'all with me on this? Now, I, I want to say this. The Bible says hatred stirth up strife, but love covereth a multitude of sins. Right, right. Now, the, the proper application of that is what Christ did for us. But I want to tell you, as parents, we'll oftentimes cover the sins of our children and act like they're not doing wrong. Come on. Right. I was here Wednesday night. I heard Preacher Sexton preach on the home. Yeah, man. 
good preaching. Good preaching. Now, folks, I'm not going to be a I'm not going to be a hypocrite right here. I'm going to be straightforward and honest with you. Part of the reason that I removed myself from pastorship in these last years is because of my son. Not the only reason, but because he's not living where he ought to be and he's still in my household, I believe the scripture exactly the way it says it. If you cannot keep your own home in order, how can you handle the house of God? That's a personal reflection to me. I've done that because I believe the position deserves some honor. I'm not preaching about you, I'm preaching about me right now. Matthew loves me, he loves his mama, but he still lives at home and he's still not where he ought to be with God and I take that personal, amen. But I'll tell you this, I will not cover his sins. There's still sins there no matter who it is. Somebody holler amen. It's still sin. And I'm not going to say that's all right. That's okay. Some said, Brother Dickens, kick him out. I get that, but there's a part of daddy that loves him too much because he couldn't make it on his own right now. I know that. I'm honest. But I say to you, don't cover up your sins. Don't try to cover your children's sins. Now, I grew up in a small church. I don't know how you guys operate here, but let me tell you how we operated at Pleasant Hill Baptist Church in Tucker, Georgia. We had monthly meetings, conferences, and once a year we had elections. And let me tell you how we did our elections for the Sunday school. It's not the way you're supposed to do it necessarily, it's just the way we did it. Every class that was above the primary class voted on their own teacher. But all the younger classes, the, 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 the primary, the beginner, and I think they called it the card class, the adults in the Sunday, Sunday school auditorium would choose that. I've never seen my cousin had to be more embarrassed in his life, Ted Graves, you may know Ted. Ted Graves was there and they wanted to vote his daughter in as a Sunday school teacher. Do you know why? They were running out of names. And someone said, well, I just make a notion that we vote, uh, and I won't call her name, but her back in as the Sunday school teacher. And I saw my cousin Ted stand up and says, I don't think that would be right because she's not here enough to do the position the way she needs. It breaks my heart. That's what Ted said. But you know what most parents will do? Oh, it's okay. It'll do this. I want to tell you right now, we need godly people teaching children. We need godly people showing them the right way. And I mean they got to understand what the way is. That means they got to travel that road a few times so they know what it is. Am I making sense? 
So here's my dilemma today. Oh, by the way, I do not have a storage unit anymore. Hallelujah. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Now, I'm only imagining real quick. I'm only imagining. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. My wife ought to say amen right there. Come on. Imagine when we leave this service in just a moment. I'm I'm almost done. Just a moment, we're going to leave this place. I'm going to imagine I'm going to see two types of groups coming out of the church. Let's call it three. One is those that don't really know what I'm talking about. You've never had a storage unit, you never will have a storage unit. The other one is going to be this. It's either going to be a husband or a wife. You nailed him right. <laughs> you preached to my wife today. I hope she got it. And that third type will be the one who knows what I'm talking about because you're in the middle of it and it's your fault. And I'll go ahead and save you a little bit of embarrassment. When you come down with your head down like this, I'll know it's you. (laughs) You won't have to admit anything. Now, I say that a little bit in fun, okay? But now let's get back to all of us. I've been pretty close to the Lord. I've had a pretty close walk with him. This, this month we're about to come into, this month we're about to come into, I believe it's 42 years I've been in the ministry. 42 years I've been in the ministry. And as Brother Horton Ellis said it many years ago, I've got tired in the way, but I ain't never got tired of the way. Amen. Me and my wife will have been will be married next month. Let me make sure I get this right. <laughs> be forty-one years. Forty-one years. And I want to tell you something. I'm I'm being real. I'm being very real. We've had our ups and downs. We've had our good and bad. But I love her more today than I ever have. And I believe she loves me too. She puts up with my preaching. She puts up with my jokes. You know, I've always told Brother Tracy one the other night. But I, I, I love putting a smile on people's face. But what I'm saying is this. You're going to ask me if me and my wife have had a perfect relationship. Everything's gone just perfect. Oh, no, 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 no. We've had our tough times. We've had our rough times. We've had our, you know, we don't argue. We only discuss. (laughs) Sometimes you can hear us discussing about two doors down. (laughs) 
but we don't argue. And men, I don't know if I can get amen right here, it's best just to say you're right. It'll help you out. You say, Brother Dick, it sounds like you're cowering down. No, I just want peace in the family. It's not biblical, but it's Southern, and I believe it's true. When mama's happy, everybody's happy. But when mama's not happy, there ain't nobody happy. Y'all know the verse too, don't you? Every one of us has got our bad. Every one of us has got our little storage unit. Can I go ahead and say this? That storage unit, I, I didn't keep it hid from my wife because that's one reason I think we're still together. My money's her money, her money's my money, and we're together in this thing. If one fails, we both fail. If, both, if we have success, both are successful. That, and I'm, I'm, you didn't call me here for that, did right. you? But I'm just telling you, it's, it's really the best way. But in any event, I let her know about it. But you know, nobody else knew about it. And you may feel like you've got your little storage unit with yours. I tried to refrain the whole service from saying this, but let's go ahead and get it out. From your junk. From your junk. And you've got your little storage unit for your junk. And you're saying, well, nobody knows about it. It's not a big deal. You know, I read a story in the Bible. You may have read this before, Brother Tracy. They went and they conquered a city, Jericho. And I mean, they knocked her out. We sung it as kids. And the walls, yes, the walls, oh, the walls, mighty walls, came tumbling down. Y'all heard that? Oh, I forgot. I was way back when. (laughs) We sung about that. We know about that victory. And what they told them says, don't take of any of the spoils. Y'all remember that? But there's one who had a different idea. He took it to his little storage unit. Am I making any sense here? Took it to his little storage unit and said, oh, nobody will know. The next time they went to battle, Ai, wasn't it? Ai, they're in battle. And they, of course, now there's two things in here. I got to share both of them with you so you don't misunderstand me. Now, one of them is true. One of them is because he had took stuff that he shouldn't have. That's the amen right there. But read the scriptures a little bit closer. They told him how to go to Jericho. They made a decision to go to Ai. They didn't wait on God. Different subject, different message. I'm not going to preach that out. But here, let's get this done, and I'm going to quit. So all of a sudden, they begin to lose the battle. And the man of God went before God and says, Wait a minute. Something ain't right here. You know, I'm not funny or anything, so I don't want anybody to give me a look here, okay? Can I pause the message just real quick? (laughs) 
Brother Tracy told me the other night, he says, Brother Michael, I've started a prayer thing, and he says, I pray for you every single day. Thank you. That's what that kiss was for. That's what that kiss was for. Don't y'all make me something I'm not. But every one of us has got some little something that we carry. Some little thing that we put aside. And the man of God had to come before the people and says, hey, something's not right. So they begin, and I'm going to say by divine power, to whittle it down. And they finally came to the right hut, the right tent. Said, what about you, buddy? What about you? Can I tell you what this looks like? And I'm just going to quit. I'm not stopping, so I'm going to quit. Years ago, you remember my dog, Cotton, the white one? Years ago, we had a dog named Cotton. He was an American Eskimo, and he was beautiful. And I know some of you are going to say, Brother Dickens, we don't believe in indoor, indoor pets. Well, don't tell me about it. I don't care. We, we like them most of the time. <laughs> but one day, Cotton, my little dog, I gave him a piece of a bone that come off of a steak. He liked that. And let me tell you what my dog did. True to his real nature, And I know your argument's going to be, well, that's why he needs to be outdoors. I understand that. But he's dead, so we can't change that. He took that bone in our den. I'm not making this up. Went over to the corner, threw the bone in the corner, and started doing this. Rubbing his nose against the carpet. Are y'all picturing this yet? Would you like to get down and show what I'm talking about? Do you mind? I need someone. I can't get down that far. I'm playing with you, brother. Rubbing his nose like this. And I remember, and I know this is not proper, so y'all just forgive me. I, 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 what come on my mind is what I said. That stupid dog. And then the Lord spoke to my heart right there in the middle of the den it says that's what you like look like trying to cover up your sins. We ain't got no dirt to cover it up with. Are y'all with me on this? Be sure your sins will find you out. Hey, I do love every one of you. I love Brother Tracy. I love Sister Breezy. They have been, how many, 35, 50 years you've been down here now? (laughs) 23 years. You've got a man that God answered my prayers. I asked God to get him out of his shyness. Anybody Anybody believe my, God does answer my prayers? Get him out of his shyness just a little bit. Let him be a little bit more outgoing. Y'all with me? So I said, Brother Dickens, quit praying. <laughs> He's reached it, gone, gone further. Amen. Now I'm playing with you now, brother. But really, before I turn this over to him, and I am, come with a song. Deal with your stuff. Deal with your junk.
and deal with it because your life will be better. Your family will be better. And this church will be better if you get rid of the storage unit and quit paying the bill. Brother Tracy. Right. That's the Bible. 